everyone. Welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. And today we continue in Philippians chapter 1. We will begin in verse 9 and read through verse 19. And today I hope that you will at least learn a little bit more about what it means to pray through the scriptures. If you've ever felt like, what do I pray about other than just what's on my list of who is in need of healing or who needs help with their finances or those kinds of things? People often wonder, how should I pray? Praying through the scriptures is actually a wonderful thing to do. And we'll see Paul actually praying for these Philippian believers right off the bat. And you'll notice that as we read through the text ourselves, that every time we come to the end of our time together, I'm spending some time in prayer, and much of the time I am praying through what we have just read, in a sense modeling for you what it means to pray through the scriptures. So I hope that you will take that to heart as well, that you will begin to develop that as a part of your quiet time with the Lord. So let's go ahead and begin reading in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best, and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I want you to notice how Paul is praying for these people that he loves, that he's writing to, these Philippian believers, that he's praying that their love would abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So it wasn't just that their love would increase, but that their love would increase with more knowledge, with more insight, more ability to discern, verse 10, and discern what is best, that they would be able to discern not necessarily what is right or wrong. Many times our decisions are not about what is right and wrong, what is good or bad, but what is good or what is better or what is best, and that we would discern what is the best thing for us to do. And again, that we would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, that that phrase, this is the second time that Paul uses it, that day when Jesus comes to take us away in the rapture, 
the day of Christ is a reference to the second coming of Jesus. And then verse 11, that we would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So if you want to know how to pray for someone that you love, someone that you care about, certainly Paul sets for us an example here of what to pray for. Now, it's interesting in verse 12, he talks about how what has happened to him, in other words, his Roman imprisonment, his house arrest in Rome, where he's chained to a Roman soldier 24-7. He's able to have visitors come in, so he's able to preach the gospel and share his faith, not only with the people who come to hear him, but also to the soldiers who are chained to him. Imagine being in their place. You're just doing your shift as a soldier, and here's this guy preaching the gospel. And some of them were getting saved. Verse 13, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard. This is the famous Roman Praetorian guard. And some of them are getting saved. People in Caesar's own household are getting saved. And it's obvious to them, it's obvious to the people around that Paul is in chains He is literally locked up in this moment for the cause of Christ. And because of my chains, he said, all the people around him in the nearby area who have heard of Paul, who have heard Paul's message, they have become confident. These fellow believers have become confident in the Lord, and they dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. When we see someone, when we hear someone who is facing difficulty, facing persecution, and in their courage, their ability to continue to share the message of Christ gives others who observe that courage as well to do the same. Now, he talks about the motives of those. It's true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but yet others out of goodwill. He's going to talk about those ones first. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. They're the supporters of Paul. They are on his team, if you will. But the former, the ones who are preaching Christ out of envy or rivalry, They're preaching Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. These are preaching Christ either for their own selfish motives. They want to gain money, and we see that sometimes as pastors or preachers on TV sometimes are doing it for money. And then verse 18, what a a mindset for Paul to have here. What does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. The Holy Spirit can use the gospel as it is proclaimed. He can use the word of God as it is proclaimed, regardless of the motives, regardless of the talent, if you will, regardless of whether the person who is preaching is even saved. God can use his word. The Holy Spirit can use the word of God in the lives of people who need Jesus Christ. And then Paul says, because of this, I will rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. It brought him joy to know that God's word 
was effective. And Paul knows, verse 19, that the people in Philippi, they are praying for him, that God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ will continue to empower Paul to continue on his ministry, even facing the difficulties that he is facing. And he knows that because of this provision of the Holy Spirit in his life, that he will be delivered one way or another. And we'll get to that part next time here on Daily in the Word, as we're going to stop there at the end of verse 19. Tomorrow we'll pick up in verse 20 and go on from there. But let's go ahead and pray together now as we close our time together today. Lord, I pray that you would use these words in the lives of people who are reading them even today, Lord. I pray that we would understand your word and that we would apply it to our lives, that we would look for opportunities to share our faith, knowing that there are people in the world around us who are suffering and some even dying because of their faith in Jesus Christ. May we be encouraged, Lord, to stand firm for our faith against a world that seemingly wants nothing to do with Jesus Christ. May we represent Jesus in our world, in our homes, in our communities, in our workplaces, and in our churches. I pray, Lord, that you would give us discernment to know what is best, not just what is right or wrong or good or bad, but what is the best choice out of good, better, and best decisions, Lord, that we would do the wise thing, that we would choose what is best for our lives and not just settle for the things that are good. I pray, Lord, that we would grow in our knowledge and depth of insight so that we can demonstrate the love of Christ to our families and the people around us, Lord. We want to learn, and I pray, Lord, that you would help us to grow in our knowledge of you and in our insight. Lord, we want to be pure and we want to be blameless for the day that we see you face to face. Lord, I thank you for the advance of the gospel when people come to know Christ. Lord, there is nothing better than that. And I I think of, Lord, people in our own lives, in our own family situations. For all the people that are listening now, Lord, we all know someone in our family, extended family or workplace or friends who are still lost. I pray, Lord, that you would use each one of us to represent the gospel to those people so that they too can know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Use us in that way to share the gospel, to live out the gospel in front of them, and be ready and willing and able to share our faith when that time comes. So Lord, may we be the kind of people that you can use for your glory and your honor in that way. And we love you and we praise you and we ask all of these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening to today's edition of Daily in the Word. And I hope to see you again next time, at least figuratively. And I hope that you're willing to share this podcast with those of your family and friends who might would take an interest 
in daily digging into the Word of God and reading and understanding it here in a short amount of time, 10, 15, 20 minutes of daily interaction with the Word of God. And when we're faithful to do that, God is faithful to use His Word in our lives and to change us over time. So Lord, thank you for doing that. And I thank you for listening. And we'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. Have a great day.